You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, everybody? Matt Derry with you. It is a Wednesday edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, Wednesday, May 10th, and the Thursday, May 11th. Thanks for checking us out wherever you get your podcasts. Most importantly, subscribing and watching for free on our Locked On Lions YouTube channel. You can follow us on Twitter at Derry Speaks, at Locked On Lions on Twitter, the Matt Derry Facebook fan page as well. Coming up on the show today, I'm hearing rumblings about primetime week one. I'll fill you in coming up momentarily here on the program. Also, Ben Brown, data, betting, analysis, pro football focus, his maiden voyage with us right here on Lockdown Lions. Ben is our guest today. And Lions have a new defensive tackle. I've been saying they need to add some interior D linemen, and they have one in the mix. We'll tell you all about that coming up today right here on the program. Thanks for making us your first listen, checking us out. Again, wherever you get your podcast, Locked On Lions today is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. Uh, tomorrow night, we're going to have the show right at 8 o'clock. I'm going to record at 8, so it should be out about 8.30, 8.45, following the announcement of the Lions schedule. Throughout the day tomorrow, if you're on Twitter or social media, you're going to see certain things getting leaked, all the Thanksgiving game, Week 18, week six, this, this, and that. Um, as of right now, the Lions are not going to Germany. There was a, there were rumors about a Kansas City-Detroit Germany game. Instead, it's the Chiefs and the Dolphins over in Germany. But I'm hearing from some reliable sources, Lions at Chiefs in week one is, quote, a possibility. That would mean Thursday night football in week one to open the season. Dan Campbell and the Lions against the Super Bowl champion, Chiefs at Arrowhead. Lions going to KC for the first time since, what, 03? I'm hearing it's a possibility. I'm not reporting it. I'm not telling you it's a done deal. I've heard some rumblings. It's a possibility. I've been saying it since the schedule came out and who the Lions were playing. Give me Detroit and Kansas City in week one. Let's do the business. The upstart, 9-8 and eight Lions, nearly made the playoffs last year. America's team going up against the big bad Chiefs. I think it would be great. Now, the Chiefs have to play the Eagles this year and the Bills. Maybe they'll make those matchups the opening night. But I'm hearing some rumblings. It's a possibility that Detroit could play Kansas City in week one. So we'll see. I also think you'll see Lions-Bears or Lions-Vikings in week 18. I don't think they're going to give us Lions-Packers. Again, and then uh, I would think the other game would be Lions, Bears, or Lions, Vikings on Thanksgiving as well. So we'll have to see. Um, I can't wait to play the Bears and Justin Fields again after all the hype that he's been getting um, this offseason. So tomorrow night, again, we'll record right at 8 o'clock once the schedule comes out. Uh, take a look. I'm not going game by game tomorrow, but we'll take a look, see how it looks. Plays out. How many primetime games are the Lions going to get? I've seen some people say they should get five primetime games. Five? I don't know about five. 
But to me, they should be on in prime time with a Sunday nighter, a Monday nighter, maybe even another Thursday nighter, plus Thanksgiving. They should be in prime time four times, in my opinion. Lions are exciting. They're fun. Um, personalities. And they're the favorites to win the division. Who wants to watch Green Bay anymore? Aaron Rodgers is gone. Minnesota, boring. Bears, yeah, I, I guess. Hall of Fields. Um, Lions, you know, Peter King had him in the third as the third best team in the NFC. Let's give him a little love here and put him in prime time. Uh, Lions signed a defensive tackle today. They announced the signing of 30-year-old Christian Covington, who for the last two years played for the Chargers. Uh, has played in the NFL for eight years. He was with the Bengals in 2020, started started 32 games in his career. Uh, best year came two years ago with the Chargers. 52 tackles, three tackles for a loss, a sack, and a forced fumble. Last year, played for L.A. with the Chargers, tore his pec muscle in Week 10, and missed the rest of the season. So with Brockers gone, needed another veteran inside, you know, D-tackle, you got... Levi Onzarike, you got Aleem McNeil, Josh Paschal, Benito Jones, Isaiah Bugs, um, certainly Broderick Martin, the third-round pick, but this gives the Lions a little bit of depth. I like the pickup. Covington is a solid NFL vet. We'll see if he makes the team and if he can stick. Again, two years ago, he played very well for the Chargers. So I've said it. I, I, I think the Lions continuously need to be adding and continually need to be adding D tackles. I think that's where they're a little bit weak right now. They've got guys like Kaminsky who are better um, playing outside than inside. Same with Pascal, But I think Josh Pascal is going to have a big year. Uh, but I like the addition of, of Christian Covington. So we'll, uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that. All right, Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus. Our first time having Ben on the show. We are excited about that. We will do that and uh, talk to him. Um, coming up next, Lockdown Lions is sponsored by BetterHelp. Get to know yourself can be a lifelong process. You maybe want to talk to a therapist and work on yourself. All right? Good idea to, to talk to somebody, to get therapy. It's about deepening your self-awareness and your understanding. Best place to go to do that is at BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on the journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. And the great thing about BetterHelp is everything is done online. If you're thinking about starting a, a therapy, BetterHelp, you got to give them a try. Everything's online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can change therapists if you want at any time for no additional charge. Just discover your potential with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com. Go there, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash locked on today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. A new face from our friends at PFF joining us here on Locked On Lions today on this Wednesday, the eve of the uh, schedule release. Ben Brown is with us from Pro Football Focus. Ben, uh, thanks for the time. 
Yeah, thanks for having me, Matt. Like you said, I uh, you know I definitely get into the schedule release a little bit from you know a betting perspective and everything else, trying to figure out some of these you know angles and insights for how teams maybe stack up given the you know the strength of schedule, but also kind of how they position it. So I appreciate you having me on. It's always good to chat. No, appreciate uh, you coming on. Uh, before you came on, I kind of mentioned this. I've got a couple of people whispering to me that Lions Chiefs to open the season is a possibility. That's what I've been told. What would you think about that? I mean, I like it. I know the Chiefs have a few, I would say, really solid games, I would say, kind of on their schedule. It sounds like Cincinnati is kind of locked in for that New Year's Eve matchup. So I think Detroit is intriguing. We do get the AFC-NFC you know, matchup. I do think in a lot of ways it it, it kind of shows the trajectory that the Detroit Lions are on from you know the, the entire, I would say, NFL league-wide uh, outlook for them, I think, and it just speaks to them, you know, being very much relevant and not only probably to the playoff race, but uh, maybe even getting a little bit further than that. So I think it's exciting times for Detroit, and I think uh, I would love to see that match, I think, for sure in week one. It's interesting. Peter King earlier in the week, and I know I mentioned it on my Monday show, said, look, this is the a top top six team. He ranked his, the NFL teams, obviously Philly at the top and KC and Buffalo and some others and San Francisco, and then he had the Lions at six. Is that too high, too low in your mind, and what do you think? Yeah, I think it is tough, right? So we we're kind of doing some, you know, currently we kind of do some things with the schedule, but kind of during that time frame, we do a lot of our roll forward of our models, and that's kind of the area that I I would say kind of fit into now. So we have like a PFF ELO uh, ranking for every single team. We have some Massey ratings and everything else, and these things kind of all become like a composite outlook for how the grades have performed previously, but. In some of these metrics, we have we have the Detroit Lions as a top 10 team. We have them as the ninth best team in our ELO ranking. So I think six might be maybe a little bit high because I do think the AFC in general is just going to have a little bit more stacked team. But we have we have Detroit right now, I would say, as um, like the fourth best team in the NFC. And I think that's fairly accurate. I think that that could very much be you know a, a spot where they can kind of carry their own weight, I would say, here uh, coming up in 2023. So wait, they're, are they, they're behind Philly, the Niners, and who's the third team? So we got Philly, the Niners, Dallas. We probably have a little bit overrated. I think that's probably the team. So uh, we have Philly, San Francisco, and Dallas ahead of them in the NFC. We have them ninth overall. Uh, we have them sandwiched kind of between the, the the Jets, Baltimore, Detroit, and then Miami kind of round out our top 10 there uh, with Dallas sixth overall. I think Dallas is probably maybe a little bit more egregious, probably the most egregious one in the top 10. I'm not sure, you know, where that fits in, but uh, I do think there is at least some continuity with Mike McCarthy and, you know, Dak Prescott. Even though they're going to lose Kellen Moore, and I do think that's probably going to have some impact, I would say, on their offensive output. You look at what the NFL needs to be doing, and certainly announcing the schedule tomorrow, and we're recording here on Wednesday afternoon. And you know, like you said, there's been some games placed Christmas Day. I know the Eagles and Giants are playing. I know some people don't like a Christmas Day game at 4 in the afternoon. But Lions haven't been moved yet into any of these big games that have been announced already, and they're not going overseas. But how many... How many primetime, you know, night games do you think Detroit will get? Yeah, that's it's a good question. I think you're probably looking at, you know, two or three, like you said, like the Kansas City game obviously matters. I do think Seattle at home is also going to be a pretty intriguing match with two teams that I think are, are very much going to be relevant in the NFC playoff race. So I do expect that probably to be, uh, you know, another one there. And then, it, and then I think there might be a division matchup game, obviously, with either Minnesota or Green Bay it does seem like the NFL will probably project the, the, the Vikings to probably be the second best team uh, in the NFC North right now. So I do think maybe their matchup, especially with Detroit, 
uh, at home could very much be relevant there. So I think you get three, um, you know, outside of the Thanksgiving Day game. So I think you're maybe looking at four of 17, which, you know, is very much, I would say, a pretty decent spot to get to for the Detroit Lions. What's What intrigues you the most, Ben Brown, about this Detroit team? And, and, and obviously winning nine games last year, kind of being the betting favorite right now for the NFC North out in Vegas. But what, what's, what stands out for you as to why this team all of a sudden is – is getting a lot of national love. Yeah, it, I mean, it did start last year. I know we talked a little bit about it off air. My former colleague, Eric Eager, kind of at least the guy in the national <laughs> media to maybe restore the roar a little bit there. But I think they do it in, you know, a, a lot of intriguing ways that kind of fit into the direction that this team wants to go from an offensive perspective, right? Like, I think you're, you, you you can obviously maybe hate on the Jameer Gibbs pick at 12th overall, saying that's a little bit of a reach, but. I think they want to win with sound, you know, rushing the football type plays. And I think they have that in a guy like Taylor Decker at left tackle. I think they kind of have that with Panay Sewell as well. So they have the bookend tackles. I think interior offensive line may be a little bit more concerning, but I think they can rush the football. I also think Amon Ross St. Brown very much kind of, I would say, trending to be like a top five uh, receiver in football. And when you have that guy, uh, you know, obviously pairing him with a Jared Goff type player, like, He's going to maximize Goff's ability. So I think maybe the one qualm is going with a guy like Gibbs over maybe getting a, you know, a high end wide receiver option. But that really didn't make a ton of sense given, you know, the the, the value that was there at the 12th or maybe even the 18th overall pick. But I think offensively, if you are going to get more of an upside type season from Jared Goff, and I do think, you know, where he was at last year, uh, his uh, I think it's like his fourth best PFF ward grade throughout his career like if you can get that uh you're winning the NFC North right I think that's where the intrigue kind of comes in because you can look around obviously and and maybe they don't stack up as one of the three or four best teams in the AFC but the NFC uh they're definitely right there so I I do think there's definitely some pieces to get excited about and I think it very much starts offensively it's interesting the more I watch Gibbs tape the more I like him but I'm still with you a little bit in a sense that man They've done something else, helped the defense, still gotten them at 18. Obviously, they got the middle linebacker they wanted at 18, but are you kind of in the boat of, all right, I hated their draft after the first night, but then after it was all said and done, I kind of see what they were doing? Yeah, I, I very much think so. And I, and I think that, you know, the hate after the first round is is probably justified. It's not only does it seem in some ways like they reach for both players, but non-premium positions is something that PFF specifically is just going to, you know, in, in some ways try to drive home. And I think that's got to be the frustrating part because I, I think the two picks in the first round, one kind of looked around at their roster, realized like, Maybe we don't need those difference makers at the key positions, and they're and they're more so taking luxury luxury guys at these high end draft picks. And I think that's got to be the concerning part. But I think getting you know a guy like Brian Branch in the second round, probably one of the best you know going up there and actually getting the guy that was very much slipping. I think that he really well um, you know as a starting strong safety for them slash nickelback type player. But I think the concern again you know with Detroit is. You, you do look around in the secondary and they could have had an opportunity to take a guy, you know, at sixth overall, obviously Devin Witherspoon going fifth. Maybe that was the guy that they targeted and decided to drop back, but they, they really didn't, I would say outside of Brian branch, I would say alleviate the concerns that they're going to have in their secondary. And when you look at who they have on their roster, like they're going to have five new guys at all the secondary positions. So I think that's, you know, a, a pretty big change and a pretty tall task to see that unit playing at a high level really early on in 2023 to give this offense a chance, I would say, at winning every single football game. 
But Ben, you got to like who they added, though, right? I mean, to me, the upgrade at corner and safety from a year ago, heck, two years ago, is is, is monstrous, isn't it? I just know they're all on one year deals for the most part. Right. I, I think Chauncey Gardner Johnson specifically is like a really good cornerback in some ways. You know, that's maybe the spot that you want Branch to potentially fill in at that strong safety slash hybrid. But having that opportunity on both sides of your coverage formation, I think, is really going to help. Um, you know, the play inside. So I think Emmanuel Mosley bumping out to, you know, the wide side cornerback position can definitely be a fit, but I I still think it's just a lot of moving pieces coming together at once. And in some ways you do want some continuity at these, you know, weak link type systems. And the Detroit's is very much not getting that head into 2023. I do think all five of these guys can gel and form a really productive unit, but I, I think there has to be some expectation of some growing pains, I would say, heading into 2023. So it'll be interesting kind of how the schedule breaks out for them kind of through that first part, uh, their first four or five games this season, in my opinion. PFF's own Ben Brown. Data, analysis, even betting is in your title. We will uh, <laughs> we will touch on some of that with Ben. I don't want to get into the rest of the roster, and certainly the NFC North will do that coming up next. Ben Brown with us from Pro Football Focus. Appreciate his time here on a Wednesday edition of Locked On Lions. I never seem to know the day, Ben, but I know now because we got the schedule release coming out tomorrow, uh, which should be exciting. All right, we touched on the rookies a little bit and, and certainly the draft. And all in all, when you look at the Lions and that offense and getting Ben Johnson back, uh, the Jared Goff situation, Hendon Hooker has been drafted, but it sounds like he's redshirting. Um, how do you look at that quarterback situation and is this going to be an offense that you think even goes even further, uh, in terms of their development this season or, or do you think maybe last year was a bit of a mirage? I actually, it doesn't really seem like it was a mirage kind of going back to it. Like Jared Goff definitely played better than what he had in 2021 or 2020, but this is very much, I would say kind of the range or expectation that you could have for Jared Goff as a, as kind of like a mean performance. So if you do have another year with Ben Johnson, and if you do think, he is, you know, kind of has the makings to potentially be a head coach very quickly because he is such a, you know, successful offensive coordinator. I don't think it's too much of a, a task to say that we do see even a little bit more of an improvement with Jared Goff in 2023. And, and then when that happens, it opens up everything else, right? Then you have Amon Ross St. Brown, who is, you know, once again, developing into a top five wide receiver. And you have some of the intriguing pieces, I would say, at, you know, at the tight end position with Sam Laporta, maybe being that kind of like smash mouth player, but also contributing some, you know, to the receiving unit as well. So I think you can see them, I, I would say, take another step forward. And I think that's got to be a big part of the excitement, especially from, you know, the, the national media is holding on to Ben Johnson very much when he was probably expected to be a head coaching candidate and actually allowing Jared Goff another year in this system, I think is only going to benefit everybody. And, and I think it's the reason why you do see the Detroit Lions as the NFC North favorite right now. What about the rest of the division? Uh, how does it stack up? I know there's people on the Bears bandwagon. I know you're up in Minnesota. No one's talking about the Vikings, but, uh, you know, how do you kind of view the, the rest of the division? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm very much the pessimistic Vikings fan, so I can very much see, see a reason how they fumble it down their leg and actually give this, you know, and give it away to Detroit or Green Bay. To me personally, I think Chicago is still very much, you know, a year or two away. I think they kind of signaled that through the draft. They obviously did try and get some young playmakers around Justin Fields, but I, I think seeing that come together this quickly is a, a pretty tall task. So I do think they probably still finish, 
you know, in the bottom of the NFC North. And I think, you know, it's going to be a spot where maybe Kirk Cousins can win this for the Minnesota Vikings, but they, they've had, I would say a lot of turnover on their defense and they didn't necessarily have the unit. I would say that can really, uh, you know, solidify a run through the NFC. So I, I don't really buy in the, into the Minnesota Vikings. They do have a couple guys, you know, coming back that they drafted last year that kind of did have, you know, a, a red shirt type season, like you mentioned earlier in Louis sign, maybe those guys can contribute and, and, and kind of come together, um, you know, with Brian Flores and actually remake that entire defense. But I think that's a really tall task in one year as well. So then you are relying on Kirk Cousins to win you some big games. And we just haven't seen that happen. I would say consistently enough to buy into the Minnesota Vikings. So I, I think it's Detroit's, you know, division to lose. Maybe there's a case for Jordan Love. Obviously he did flash, um, you know, some ability last year. If he can kind of come out out of the gate, uh, it does yeah. seem like the Packers have added enough pieces in place, but I think the concern for me has to be the Packers uh, and Jordan Love being that top end type playmaker. And I think that the little bit of unknown in there, uh, you know, very much solidifies, I would say, Detroit is winning this division right now. Our friends at FanDuel of the Lions uh, over under wins at nine and a half right now. Obviously, they won nine last year. You do some data and, and certainly some betting stuff for PFF. How do you how do you kind of look at that? Yeah, we we do kind of like and we're and we are pretty close to the betting market on their win total. So um, I don't know if I would have like a strong play either way. I do think you know in in the NFC like they stack up basically with like the seventeenth most difficult schedule right now. So very mean expectation for that. If they do win one or two of those games against better opponents, like they're very much going to be you know in the driver's seat and get over that win total number but we're kind of at that nine and a half game win total expectation uh kind of like you mentioned from our friends at, uh, at FanDuel all right uh you know what else is is there anything else missing you look at the Lions you go all right Montgomery and Gibbs now instead of Jamal Williams and Swift some people look at that as possibly an upgrade you know Laporta at tight end is a weapon that maybe similar to what they had in first half Hawkinson last year. The O-line is very good defensively. Certainly Aiden Hutchinson, you mentioned Amon Ross St. Brown on offense, but then Aiden and, and some, some up, up and coming guys on the D line linebacker. They think they got better with Campbell in the, in the secondary, they upgraded. Um, where are they strong? Where are they weak? So it, it is going to be interesting what they give, get from Marvin Jones kind of at that, you know, secondary wide receiver position early on without Jamison Williams, like, to me, you know, Jamison Williams was a guy that I was really high on. Obviously, would have liked to see him do a little bit more last year. So the fact that he's out, you know, f- through the first seven games of the season, like that's that's a little bit of a concern. Uh, but I do think when he is back in the fold, like they do kind of have him as the deep receiving option. Marvin Jones can very much kind of fill that role as well. But I think that's kind of getting to that point after the first seven games of the season is a little bit of concern for me outside of Amon Ross St. Brown. So they are going to need Sam Laporta to kind of step up right away. Very good, I would say, from, you know, a run blocking perspective and even pass blocking. But how much can he do, you know, outside of just over over the middle type routes, uh, I think is a question as well. So who, who kind of alleviates that secondary receiver position? Is it Jameer Gibbs as well? And is he going to get a lot of those long down the distance type looks? Over David Montgomery, I think that is very much an option, especially early on. Uh, and if that happens, I do think that the Lions are very much trending in the right direction offensively. So those are kind of the questions offensively. And then, you know, defensively, you mentioned it, you know, there are a few guys very much emerging, uh, you know, in the trenches sort of thing. But who can consistently generate pressure outside of Aiden Hutchinson? I think that's kind of got to be the concern. Obviously, you want to alleviate any sort of, you know, 
stress on this secondary as they kind of gel and round into the form. So any pressure that you can provide up front, you know, it, it is going to be a huge boon to this defense. And I think that's going to be, you know, the only other question I would say right now for this Detroit Lions team as a whole. Ben, you knocked it out of the park, man. Thanks so much for uh, coming on. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. Have a great show. You got it. There he is, Ben Brown, with us from Pro Football Focus at PFF underscore Ben Brown. He's been with us here on this Wednesday edition of Locked on Lions. Tomorrow night's show will be an evening show following the schedule release. Stick with us.